Hello, and thank you for joining us today, October 21st, 2020, for this edition of In Real Time, our series of short flash podcasts. My name is Chris Broadhead, and I'm a Managing Director at Benefit Street Partners, or BSP. We understand that many of you are joining us from home as we continue to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic together. We hope that you and your families and friends are safe and healthy. For those who may not be familiar with BSP, here's a brief primer. Established in 2008, Benefit Street Partners is a leading New York City-based alternative asset management firm with more than 230 employees that collectively serve as a key part of the alternative investment arm of Franklin Templeton. Our guest today is Brian Buffon. Brian is a managing director at BSP, head of equity investments within the real estate group, and also serves as one of our portfolio managers on the Broadstone Real Estate Access Fund, or BDREX, a real estate interval fund managed by our firm. Thanks for being with us today, Brian. Thanks for having me, Chris. For purposes of this short flash podcast, I'm going to do my best to limit the amount of questions, which will help keep this recording to less than 10 minutes or so. Today's topic is interval funds versus REIT ETFs. So, Brian, my first question is, what are the primary differences between a REIT ETF and interval funds? Yeah, thanks, Chris. The, the, the primary difference, I would say, is the liquidity in, in each of these. And, and within a REIT ETF, the, the REIT ETF is a combination of a group of publicly traded REIT securities or REIT stocks that are pooled together uh, to create a, a, a ETF or an exchange-traded fund, uh, which is an, attracts an index of these REIT stocks. Um, the biggest REIT ETFs typically have around 100 different REIT stocks in them, uh, and they just track the real estate index in the public marketplace. You can buy and sell these REIT ETFs with the click of a button on your uh, general brokerage account. They tend to, to move with the market because of that reason, with the broader stock market because of, because of that reason. Within an interval fund, uh, it is, interval funds are an investment primarily into uh, private real estate funds, uh, funds that are institutional type quality, institutional type sponsors uh, that are typically not available to investment or, uh, or investments from individual investors, smaller individual investors. Uh, so interval funds give these individual investors access to those larger institutional private funds uh, as well as other investments in direct real estate. Uh, they also have access to investing in ETFs directly as well. And they're just spread out uh, a little bit more over the course of uh, the, the entire real estate universe versus just being uh, strictly prohibited to the ETF universe. That being said, interval funds are less liquid than ETFs. They're not publicly traded on the stock market where you can buy and sell with the click of a button. You do have to go through a redemption process and the interval funds are liquid on a quarterly basis and uh, usually pay out those redemptions anywhere between 5 and 25% of the assets under management if those redemptions are made. But interval funds are typically looked at as a longer term investment, uh, traditional real estate type investment versus a re ETF, which 
can be more of a, a shorter term speculative type transaction for some investors. I'm glad you outlined some of the different assets that can be held in a real estate interval fund uh, versus what would be held in a, in a REIT ETF. I believe you mentioned that it can hold ETFs itself or direct real estate or private real estate funds. But ultimately, how does this all affect uh, risk return? The interval funds can be viewed as being a more actively managed investment within someone's portfolio versus a re-ETF being a more passive. Uh, Re-ETFs, again, with the purchase of individual REIT stocks uh, and creating a pool or or index tracking fund, there's not much to do within that. It's a very passive investment. Interval funds have a little bit more um, activity or, or have the ability to have a little bit more activity, be a little bit more nimble and adjust for their holdings based on what's happening in the marketplace at that time. For example, in a REIT ETF, you are going to have retail exposure. You're going to have hotel exposure. You're going to have some other, as of now, high volatility, high risk exposure based on what's happening in today's environment with COVID. Retail has obviously taken a massive hit over the last uh, 10 months. Hotels have, for a short period after COVID, were completely non-existent you will have exposure to those asset groups within a REIT ETF. It's just the nature of an index tracking ETF. Versus in an interval fund, the manager of that interval fund or the advisor of the interval fund can be more selective and active in what they're, what they're choosing to invest in. And they can choose to avoid retail altogether or avoid hotel stocks or REITs altogether. They can choose to overweight industrial or multifamily, which has been uh, obviously one of the top performing asset classes over the last year. Uh, they can choose to overweight those. They can choose to go into to debt funds. Um, so, so all of that being said, the re-ETFs, again, are, are just going to track the publicly traded ETFs, which are also subject to volatility within the broader public marketplace. Uh, just the nature of being a, a, a public security versus the interval funds being more actively managed with the right manager or advisor selecting different sectors to go into at different times or different overweight and underweight of those sectors, uh, you could have a, a much more positive risk return profile where your risk is adjusted to the downside by avoiding those sectors that are maybe struggling during certain times uh, and with a higher return to the upside by over allocating or, or overweighting sectors that the, the manager or advisor might be bullish on in the, in the near to medium term. Brian, I'm glad you touched on the volatility that uh, an investor might see in a, in a REIT ETF versus a real estate interval fund. But in practice, how have the more liquid or ETF structures compared to the semi-liquid structures like interval funds in terms of their ability to weather volatility over the course of COVID? So if we look at maybe February to October. That's a great question. Um, You know, real estate in general historically has been a long-term investment profile. Um, If you look back 10, 20, 50 years, in general, real estate today in each decade or, or looking back decade over decade has been higher versus the previous time period. Um, a lot of that has to do with inflation. 
your house was worth more is worth more today than it was 10 years ago than it was 20 years ago than it was 50 years ago obviously houses aren't traded on a daily basis but imagine if they were the volatility that we could see uh, in, in the in the individual single family home universe that's similar to what you see in the REIT ETF universe, publicly traded REITs versus the interval funds. The REIT ETFs, again, are subject to, to macro market moves, macro stock market moves, whereby if somebody wants to raise liquidity like we saw earlier this year, they will be selling whatever they can sell. There are a lot of times where REIT ETFs and individual REIT stocks are trading at a discount to their net asset value. Interval funds only trade at their net asset value. Whatever an interval fund is holding, those whatever those assets can be sold for that quarter is where you will find the interval fund trading on a net asset value base. That's how those funds are priced and that's where your essentially your stock price or your your valuation of your holdings will be. Within the REIT ETFs, the broader stock market will determine or have a bigger factor on how, on how that trades. So you could end up with movements of one, three, 5%. We saw during the early COVID crisis, we saw movements in REIT ETFs of 10%, both up and down, it goes both ways. But within the interval funds, that was slow and steady. It was limited volatility, uh, virtually zero correlation to the stock market. And we had uh, net asset values or we saw net asset, asset values within the interval fund universe that were much more stable during uh, extreme times of volatility. And generally, as I started off with the question, that is how real estate historically has has been traded. Again, you're, you're you're looking at real estate fundamentals and inflation plays a big part of that. Real estate will most likely be uh, more valuable 10, 20, 50 years from now than it was today and 10 is more valuable today than it was 10, 20, 50 years ago. Uh, and within the, the interval funds, you just eliminate or reduce that volatility and correlation versus within the stock market, the re ETFs are definitely correlated and uh, dr driven more by the broader stock market movements. Okay, last question, Brian. Do you see investment in a real estate interval fund as a long-term or a short-term investment? And give us the reasons why. Uh, an investment into a real estate interval fund is definitely on the longer-term side. Uh, it is not for someone that is looking for immediate liquidity, but it does serve a very important purpose, I think, in someone's overall portfolio. So for somebody that's looking to gain access to core real estate, core debt funds, good advisors and good managers that can actively manage the, the risk and return of the real estate that these groups are purchasing. The interval funds serve as a very important and valuable piece to, a, to a, an investor's uh, longer term portfolio. Uh, if they are looking again to speculate on uh, shorter term uh, asset values or certain REITs being undervalued or overvalued, the way to do that is, is within the ETF universe. But for somebody that's looking for a long-term, stable, very well risk-adjusted return that they can put their head on their pillow at night and know that they're not going to wake up the next morning and 
have uh, something catastrophic happen to that part of their portfolio, the real estate interval fund is, is definitely the place to be for that. And again, I think it is a very important component, not the only component, but a very important component of someone's long-term uh, real estate investment portfolio. And it serves a very important purpose, again, for lack of uh, volatility, uh, low correlation to other investments that they might have in the public marketplace, and a long-term risk-reward profile that should be showing a, a slow and steady up, up move with a very limited volatility and, and, and risk on a long-term basis. Great. Thank you, Brian. And thank you all for joining us today. Be safe and be well, and stay tuned for our next edition of In Real Time. Thanks, Chris.